This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It's Tuesday, February 22nd. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. Like many industries, the pandemic has taken the plant-based food industry on a roller coaster ride. Early on, regular meat prices rose about 40%, which led to the rise in sales of plant-based meats as an alternative by 65%. However, by the end of last year, sales were down, leading many to think that the novelty had worn off and the industry had peaked. The reality is that there's still a lot more to come, whether it's in the form of more fast food launches or other products beyond meat alternatives such as chicken, seafood, and bacon. Kenny Torella, reporter at Vox, joins us for the pandemic highs and lows of the plant-based food industry. Thanks for joining us, Kenny. Thanks for having me, Oscar. Let's take a look into the plant-based food industry and how the pandemic has impacted them. Obviously, the pandemic just disrupted pretty much every part of our lives and all of our industries, the supply chain issues, all the stuff that was going on we've been talking about for a long time. But the plant-based food industry uh, had some interesting turns. Right before the pandemic, it looked like it was a, a booming industry. Uh, you know, sales were good. A lot of new products were being launched. And then the pandemic hit. We saw regular meat prices rise. Uh, the sales of plant-based meat products surge. Everybody thought it was a really good time, but then things started dropping off again. And obviously they got also got hit by supply chain issues. And right now the picture is uh, a little uneven. There's things that are pointing to it being really good still, other things that are cause for some worry for those in the industry. So Kenny, help us walk through some of this. What are we seeing? Yeah, that's right. Like so many industries, the plant-based sector was not immune to all the volatility of the pandemic, both you know, consumers panic buying groceries early on in the pandemic to then labor shortages and supply chain disruptions. So, you know, there were highs and lows for the plant-based sector throughout the pandemic. And so I'll just run over first. The highs were that, you know, people were stuck at home. Um, they had to cook. Restaurants were closed. And so people naturally began to experiment uh, with cooking and wanted to try new things. People generally just became more conscientious during the pandemic and became open to new experiences. So you saw a big rise in the purchasing of plant-based products, alternatives to meat, dairy, and eggs. In the first months of the pandemic, sales went up 65% for the first few months uh, in early 2020 going into mid-2020. And uh, at the same time, some of the issues in the meat industry were on full display, which caused people to kind of have a first glimpse into the inner workings of how animals are turned into meat. Um, you had COVID ripping through slaughterhouses, causing slowdowns in production, which uh, meant that there were some meat shortages and you saw the meat industry, you know, making front page news um, most weeks. And so that, you know, caused a tailwind for the plant-based sector. You saw sales growing, but like you mentioned, there were many things that affected a lot of sectors that came for the plant-based sector eventually, such as labor shortages, supply chain disruptions, 
Some companies had trouble filling orders and keeping plant-based burgers on the shelves and on menus. And, you know, some big players like Beyond Meat and Morningstar Farms even had earnings shortfalls in the third quarter of last year. And the, the fact is that this industry is still in its infancy. It might be the case that over the last five years, as consumers have become much more aware of these products. They've tried them. Maybe some they like, some they don't. They come back for more or they, you know, give up on the sector for, for a year or two. But I think, you know, the industry is still in its infancy and we're not sure where it's going to go. But, you know, I spoke with a, an, an analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence and she said she said that she predicts the plant-based sector uh, will make up about 5% of the global meat market in 2030. Right now, it's at less than 1%. So still is a long way to go to get there. And uh, consumer enthusiasm is mixed. We both see some fast food trials of plant-based meat have flopped, while some are just starting to take off. Just this week, McDonald's launched its McPlant burger made with Beyond Meat in 600 locations. Last month, KFC launched a Beyond Meat chicken product in its 4,000 locations. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. It's it's yeah. been a wild ride for the sector throughout the last two years, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes in the next two years. Right now, we're kind of in this mode where we're deep into the kind of beef, the hamburger meat alternatives, the burger alternatives. Um, but there's a lot of other products on the way. Uh, seafood, chicken, we're starting to see a lot more chicken products, different things like that that are on the horizon that could, you know, energize the industry and energize a uh, consumer's appetite for these other types of alternatives. So, you know, a lot of these uh, uh, products currently are in different stages of the life cycle. So while we might be seeing dips right now, you know, in the future, it could uh, be revived pretty easily if a, another hit product takes place. For a long time, you know, veggie burgers tasted more like veggies than burgers. And then about five years ago, Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods hit the scene and really showed meat eaters and non-vegetarians that it's possible to make plant-based burgers that taste more like meat than the veggie burgers of the past. And we've seen the plant-based food industry stick to a few basics, making vegetarian versions of ground beef, of burgers, of sausages, milk, like you mentioned. And then now there's a, a, a preponderance of new vegetarian chicken products hitting the market. But the human diet is much more expansive. And so I think over the next five years, what we're going to see is a lot more variety. We'll probably see more varieties of plant-based bacon, plant-based cheeses and yogurts, uh, as well as different kinds of vegan and vegetarian seafood, and perhaps even more sophisticated uh, cuts of meat like a steak, if you will. So I think in the, the last five years has kind of been introducing these products to the general public, but I think over the next five years, we're going to see a, you know, growing sophistication and um, perhaps it'll strike more enthusiasm. Perhaps it won't. We'll see. I'm always interested in what happens with supply chain issues as we've seen across various industries. So what happened at least in the uh, plant-based industry? I know uh, you mentioned in the article, the price of yellow peas was rising because uh, there was a drought in Canada, and that was a, a huge impact on the industry. The plant-based food sector relies on just a few key ingredients. That includes soybeans, peas, coconut oil, and wheat. When a young industry so heavily relies on just a few key ingredients, 
if the price of those ingredients go up, if the supply of those ingredients goes down, that's going to cause problems in the supply chain. And that's exactly uh, what happened during the pandemic. Um, In the summer of 2021, Canada, which is a major producer of yellow peas, due to severe weather, saw uh, a 45% reduction in its output of yellow peas, which caused some issues for plant-based meat makers. And actually, the the Good Food Institute, uh, a nonprofit that advocates for plant-based foods, has kind of sent a warning call to the industry saying that if the industry doesn't create more diversity in its ingredient sourcing, it doesn't so heavily rely, if it continues to so heavily rely on these four or five main ingredients, it's going to continue to cause ingredient problems into the, into the future, supply chain problems into the future. And I think one other point uh, that, I, that I'd want to make here is that because a lot of these plant-based meat, dairy, and cheese uh, makers are so small, you know, even Beyond Meat is tiny compared to, say, Kellogg or General Mills, that means they're relying a lot on third-party manufacturers. So when demand increases, they can't just automatically go to their own factories and increase the supply. They're relying on these other manufacturers that are also servicing other startups and other smaller companies. So I think right now the industry is kind of uh, in its toddler phase and it's going to need to grow up and become more independent, more self-reliant in order to avoid some of these supply chain disruptions that it experienced during the pandemic and reliably stock its products on grocery store shelves and on restaurant menus. Kenny Torella, reporter at Vox. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Oscar. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.